0: Hello everyone, um, I am Pastor Jaime Cervantes, I'm the campus pastor at First Church in Benton Heights and with me is Pastor Emeritus Bob Confer, a man who needs no introduction.
1: Oh, I wouldn't go that far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, pastor Bob and I are here to uh, talk a bit about Paraguay. Yes, uh, um, uh, yes that is the country in South America and so uh, as many of you know, we uh, First Church is a church, we have... Uh, had a long-standing relationship with the Church of God in Paraguay, and Pastor Bob and I recently had the privilege, the opportunity to go uh, down to Paraguay and and uh, see all that God is doing down there. So I just want to kind of start the conversation by reminding everyone that First Church, uh, First Church of God, our church, um, is is a church that has long been. Uh, invested in in mission work. So it's one of our core values. In fact, it is our top core value. If you go on our website, you will literally see that under who we are, under our core uh, values, it is the uh, top listed value. We are a church on mission. We are a church that not only believes, but also invests heavily in, in world missions. And so we have many places that we do that, but Paraguay is one of them. And so Before we tell you a little bit about the trip that we took recently, uh, Pastor Bob and I would, well, I'll allow Pastor Bob to give us some history, some some First Church history in Paraguay. Tell us a little bit about that relationship, uh, maybe tell us how long it's been going, some of the work that we've done there, and
1: and your experience with it, Pastor. Yeah, I've been privileged to be a part of the Paraguay mission trips uh, for the last almost 20 years, Uh, and uh, it's coming January. 2024 will be 20th 20th year, and uh, I've been on all those trips except the very first one. Uh, and in the process of those trips, we had a pattern of going to about, about every two years. And we often you know, those first few years that we did go, we built very large church buildings. Uh, we worked with uh, the people there locally. We hired local workers to help us with that project, and uh, we financially supported the construction materials for that, along with the National Church in Paraguay, plus the local church. So it's sort of a three-way uh, contribution to get the materials to make that work. Um, of those, uh, large church buildings, we built five at different locations across the country through the years. And then uh, uh, probably in the last, um, well, let's see, 10 years at least, uh, we've been going down, uh, with the exception of the couple of years we had covid uh, and in those prior years to COVID, we uh, did some other small construction projects, Bible school uh, at, at different places where we'd gone, also uh, some pasture activities with the pastors down there, and uh, just a variety of things. So uh, if we did a really, really large work camp, we might have almost 45 people go over a three-year period. The last several years that we've gone down, and I would think as we lead into the future, uh, we would do smaller projects. Uh, and the last trip we went down, I think we had uh, 20, 25 people went, uh, for about 10 days.
0: So, so 20 plus years worth of, uh, worth of investment relationship, mission work in Paraguay. But pastor, how many, how many trips would you say that's been and how many people have participated? How many people from our congregation, um, have actually been a part of these trips?
1: So uh, altogether, there's been nine trips, uh, Uh, and uh, not all of them substantial work camps, but other mission trips to just kind of check in with the folks down there, see how they're doing, um, or a mission survey kind of a trip. We've done a couple of those. This last trip we just got through in May would be qualified as one of those experiences. Uh, But through the years, uh, we probably have had almost 150 to 200 people involved at one level or another during that. 20-year history.
0: And so I, I know you, you um, and thank you for, for, for answering the question, but I know that you mentioned you know, the number of buildings that have been built, and, and you kind of gave us some, uh, some, you've quantified some of the work, but can you tell me about maybe some of the impact that maybe isn't measured with numbers? What's the impact that Church of God, that First Church of God has had uh, in, with our Paraguay partners? Sure, it's been
1: substantial. I couldn't give you a dollar figure, but I know it's got to be a million or more that we've invested over that 20-year period with construction materials. uh, When we've gone, uh, and I would anticipate the same going into the future, uh, people who do go raise their own dollars to go. It's on their uh, vacation time typically. Uh, And then we would contribute X amount of dollars, depending on the project, to uh, help build something or we'd go down and help materials for a Bible school or we'd do a pastor's retreat day away. Uh, We've just done a variety of things through the years.
0: So um and listen you hit on something you hit on on some dollar amounts and and I think I want to take the time here to just remind um remind everyone of of First Church's commitment to worldwide missions you know it's a core value it's it's, it's but we also have matched that with with actually uh we've actually lived that out as a church and so um faith promise is a big piece of that faith promise has been the consistent way that we uh, that we invest in mission work around the world, and it 's also um, it 's just your faithful giving uh, first church as a church, we actually tithe mm-hmm. we actually tithe as a church, so everything that comes in ten percent goes to world missions, and so this is one of the ways that we are able to support this type of work. Uh, Pastor Bob listed some of the things that we 've done in Paraguay, but you know that those are just some of the things the the total impact is is almost impossible, I would say to quantify at this point yeah. so um So uh, based on this history that you talked about, I wanted to talk a little bit, segue a bit into the trip that we took recently. Um, Some of you may know, maybe not everybody does, but Pastor Bob and I spent uh, about 10 days in Paraguay um, in early May of this year, and we, uh, First Church, had not been back in Paraguay for... Four years. Yeah, about four years, pre-pandemic, and so... So uh, that's the longest amount of time that we had gone without visiting Paraguay, and so Pastor Bob and I—we didn't take a large team; it was just the two of us. And Pastor, what would you say the purpose of our trip was?
1: Just to kind of check in with the church there, the leaders. You know, as you stop and look at the time that we were gone, uh, I figured we would probably be logged a thousand miles in country, which is a lot. We actually visited on-site twelve different churches, uh, and then spent time with the pastors. Uh, and a retreat day, one of the days that we were there, probably, what, 35 pastors joined us for a day of training. Uh, Jaime and I both presented, and it was a great time to uh, uh, be close to our brothers and sisters down there. Uh, it was a great opportunity to renew friendships, uh, meet some new pastors and new churches, uh, and just to kind of test the waters, see where they're at. Part of my th- thinking and objective and going was to say, you know, is there something we can do together in the future? And uh, and as we walked uh, that journey, as we talked to the national leaders, uh, we were able to come up with some ideas uh, that we'll be working on this summer to come up with a project or two that we can handle and do cooperatively with them. Uh, and I'm optimistic that that will come together sometime yet this summer.
0: Um, Pastor, just to, I just want to kind of add to what you said. So a big piece of the trip that we just took, uh, typically we, we – um, our mission trips have, have some sort of component, work component to them. This was a bit different, as Pastor uh, Bob had, has mentioned. But we, this was about relationship building. Mm-hmm. And for us, this was about continuing to build that relationship with, uh, with the church there in Paraguay. Um, we had the opportunity, again, to meet with several pastors, uh, to visit their churches, to see what God is doing there, maybe assess some needs, mm-hmm. um, offer support and And I had the privilege of preaching at, at, at a few locations several times. It was It was wonderful to be able to, to do that. We also had a conference with pastors. So it was it was definitely about building relationship, but, but we were also assessing right We were trying to assess so what's next for First church in Paraguay? It, it, what's the next step? What can we do And, and uh, I do want to mention one very important thing, one of the things that first church has invested in heavily. Uh, in Paraguay is leadership training, mm-hmm. and one of those one of those uh, tools has been something called the Bethel Series, which is offered through Mid America Christian University, and it has been a phenomenal uh, uh, yeah. um, experience. Yes, for their pastors, it just over and over. We we purposely asked each of the pastors we met with, "Have you taken the Bethel Series? And if so, tell us about it." Almost every pastor in Paraguay has, take, has, has participated in the Bethel series or is participating in the Bethel series. And the feedback we got was phenomenal. It was it was incredible. And so we want to continue to invest in that. And for those of you who don't know what the Bethel series is, it's basically a, a one-year course in Old Testament new and a, a second year studying the New Testament. So it's two years long. It's very in depth. It's very well done, and so we just we we are um, just excited about the feedback that we received. And so, as a church, we want to continue to support uh, yeah. the leaders there.
1: Absolutely, the cost to us as a congregation, which we've been glad to do because we see the difference it's making in the pastors down there, is about a hundred dollars a year, is all. And uh, I would think probably we're running about forty pastors who either have taken it. Or in the process of taking it currently. Uh, they'll begin a brand new class uh, in January, and uh, and we encourage them to enroll more students, and uh, it's, their training is something that we have felt through a number of years. You know, if there's something we can do to build them up, to help in their education process, we want to do that. And so we have, uh, and it's been a significant improvement for them as leaders. Uh, we also have invested over the years uh, some training in a and a, a seminary actually in Posadas, Argentina, across the river from in the Carcian, which is one of our major locations, and we've been helping to them to um, participate. And I would think we probably have a half a dozen graduates uh, from that uh, uh, training program in Posadas.
0: And and listen, I also want to just uh, mention that part of the the. Um Part of building up the church, the Big C Church in Paraguay, is it's not just about building buildings. It's about building the leaders and investing in these mm-hmm. leaders. And so that's just a, a critical piece of the mission work that we do there. Um, Pastor, part of, you know, part of our, our trip was uh, to also assess what
1: God is doing in the church in Paraguay. And mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? What did you see? One of the things that jumps out in my mind is Children of Promise. Uh, if you would take a survey of people in our own congregation... Uh, regardless of the campus, you discover that uh, a number of our folks have been sponsors of Children of Promise. Uh, for about $35 a month, uh, we have been able to uh, help a child uh, get an education, have a Christian opportunity for support and, and knowledge and growth, mm-hmm. some food uh, support to their family, and oftentimes uh, some maybe medical support. But for a very minimal fee of about $35 a month, uh, we have sponsored children down there and now I would guess right now we're running about 140 children. and one of the real joys of going down to Paraguay is the opportunity to meet your child uh, in person and uh, to maybe go into their home, meet the parents, uh, and, and a real blessing that you receive uh, because we've been very intentional about recruiting uh, children uh, from those from con- that congregations in the country there to uh, be sponsored by people from our church. So when we do go down we have that opportunity to connect and uh, makes a big difference. And
0: both you and I had the opportunity to connect with our child of promise while we were down there. Um, I, I just would want to add this that in the time that we were there, one of the things that, uh, that, uh, was just a blessing to see is how much the church is growing, um, how the church has rebounded, um, from, from COVID, mm-hmm. um, and how, how, what God is doing, uh, through the church there in Paraguay, um, Overall, I, I, th- I would say it was a positive experience to see what's going on, yes. but there are still needs. Pastor, can you talk about some of the things that you see as priorities for
1: us? Some of the churches that uh, we talk about leadership preparation, uh, so a couple of the churches that we have invested in in terms of buildings, uh, there's been pastoral changes, and uh, and we're looking at maybe making some more down the road. And so with that, uh, we're investing in more training for pastors to go into some of those churches to really uh, help those congregations really grow and develop. Uh, In addition to that, uh, most all of the main churches in the country, there's probably maybe 14 congregations that we could put our fingers on saying these are Church of God congregations in the country. Uh, Most of those churches have preaching points or uh, places where they go in the, in the neighborhood areas around those churches, maybe five or ten miles out, or even just a mile sometimes. But they do children's programming to start with, but they do a church plant, as we would just think about it in our language, in our country. Uh, but each of those major churches have has at least one or two or three church plants, preaching points, where, where they do children's program once a week, uh, often meal association with that, uh, training, Uh, Christian education and then uh, eventually it grows into children and youth and eventually they establish a worship service oftentimes in those facilities. So it's a way of planting churches and growing churches uh, under the sponsorship of a mother church if you wish and it's making a big difference in terms of reaching out to new people. Amen. Um, I, I'd
0: also like to add, uh, before we kind of move on to what's next for, for First Church in Paraguay, I'd like to add that there was something that that um, was not uh, planned. It was not initially part of our trip that just kind of came across our, our desk, so to speak, while we were there. And that's um, that the Church of God in Encarnacion, which is probably the largest and healthiest of all the churches there, this is a thriving church. In the city of Encarnacion. It it was just a blessing to be there. Um, someone, the pastor's brother in that congregation decided to open up what is essentially a sober living home for men. Um, just outside of the city of Encarnacion, um, they have a great property with a very small home and there's, there's probably about 10 men who are there, um, currently who are getting, you know, who are in recovery and in the restoration mode are, 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 um, are in the Word all day long. It's it's just a faith based place for men, and it's the first of its kind in the Church of God in Paraguay. No one is doing this type of ministry really um, as intentionally as they are. And so, I had the privilege, the opportunity to uh, to visit the home, to visit with the men, to spend some time with them, and. And uh, they are going to they they want to uh, start a celebrate recovery ministry in spanish, and those materials exist, and so we 're going to provide those for them and so that was just something really, really encouraging. Um, it turns out that this is a uh, addiction is a huge issue in, in throughout Latin America, really throughout the world, but we we just see the church responding to the needs of of the city, and so that 's one way in which they are doing it but um, that was just a blessing and so uh, I, I wanted to share that with you, Church.
1: Yeah, a couple of things that crossed my mind as we're chatting, chatting today. Uh, the Curley family has been a key family that we've related to. Anybody who's gone down to Paraguay with us will quickly recognize the name Curley. Uh, they, uh, mom and dad, Curley, uh, Tabitha and Martin, are, are still alive. Uh, their health is going uh, uh, decreasing considerably over the last year or two. Uh, and uh, we had the opportunity to, to spend some time with them yes, one day. Did. They have uh, four children, uh, two boys and two girls, and uh, the two boys, Marcus and, and Norberto, are the two that we typically have related to. When we go down, we need someone on that end to help us coordinate uh, lodging and food and the whole program and uh, Norberto is the one who typically has done that and uh, they're both doing well. Both Marcos and Norberto have been the national leaders of the Church of God in Paraguay. Uh, After mom and dad got to the point they physically couldn't handle all that. uh, uh, They stepped up and were voted in through the National Assembly uh, for several terms and it's kind of fun to go down now. Uh, Both uh, boys are involved in ministry in, in the country uh, but they now have a new chairperson at the National Assembly level. And it's one that we met for the first time on our yes. trip. And a great gentleman from the Carcyon Church. He's a, a bivocational pastor there, and his name is Daniel McDonald. And uh, we're working with Daniel uh, as we look to the future uh, and anticipate uh, him helping us uh, plan and work towards the next trip Direction. The other thing I want to mention before I forget is the schools we have down there. Yes. We have four elementary uh, age schools down there in four different locations. Uh, One would be preschool uh, through at least the sixth grade. A couple of them are first through ninth grade, and uh, they're all doing very well. And uh, uh, one of the schools in Ralpena was the very first school in the country under the Church of God leadership and uh, is, is still... There and growing, and uh, the pastors who are serving that congregation are heavily involved in the school there as well. uh Timothy School is another one. Some of us have been there and, and understand what that's about, and uh that's also growing they're in a brand new building. I was exciting to see that and the growth that's happened there and uh they're uh running preschool through i think uh ninth grade if I'm not mistaken and uh and uh, I think two hundred and eighty kids and uh, about 40 s- teachers and staff. So that, that school is just really doing well. Uh, another school uh, in uh, Itapaso. Itapaso, sure. Yeah, is uh, one that is is more of a poor community and probably has been in existence maybe 10 years or 12, but a very strong congregation uh, support for that school. There's a, a church building on that campus as well, and, uh, and so very much a part of the church there. And then the, the last one is, uh, and, and Carcyon itself, uh, and is a more of a, integrity. an integrity school, more designed for uh, tuition-based uh, pay for the students, and, uh, but they're doing very well as well. So it's fun to know that there's another dimension besides just church, uh, but the educational aspect as well.
0: So um, I guess the way, the way to wrap this thing up is to talk about what's next. Um, so as, as Pastor Bob mentioned, we, we made assessments ourselves, um, but we also um, had a chance to meet with national leadership and we'll continue those talks with the national leaders of the Church of God in Paraguay. And so we want to just collaborate with them and, and think about what we can do to continue to support what God is doing in Paraguay. Um, we, have, we are confident, we're very excited about doing a trip Early in twenty twenty four, that's that's seven months out, yeah. eight months out. I mean, it's right around the corner. So we want to go back and and uh, there are several project possibilities. We don't have those details yet. We don't have exact dates for you, but please uh, stay tuned as those details will will uh, come out here very very soon. Again, we're really excited. We we feel uh, confident that there is that there is more work to be done. Uh, that the partnership can grow and. And strengthen. And so we're going to do that. And one of the things that I, I wanted to bring up, uh, Pastor, was that Sunday, June 25th, that Sunday, June 25th at 1230 in the St. Joe campus. Pastor Bob and I want to uh, we're going to have sort of a, a lunch, um, pizza, lunch, pizza and pop, pizza and pop. OK, pizza and pop. It is. And we want to we want to kind of talk about we know that a lot of you have invested time, uh, resources. Some of you have been prayer warriors for Badawai. Some of you have gone on several mission trips. Uh, We want to have a more in-depth discussion with you about our trip that we just went on and what's next for the future. And so if you want to be a part of that, we invite you June 25th, Sunday, 1230 after church at the St. Joe campus. We would love to have you there. And and we just want to talk about and dream about what's next. So,
1: yeah, I'd add to that, uh, we'll probably go late January or early February next next year, 2024. And really to make that happen, in order to get airline tickets on the numerous flights that we have to take to get there, uh, we'll probably have a, a registration deadline of sometime in September. Uh, and And I'm hoping by this June meeting on the 25th, we'll have a little bit better handle on what we might be doing. I would anticipate probably some kind of a work portion to that trip. Probably a vacation Bible school portion to that trip. Definitely an opportunity to worship with one or two different churches while we're there over probably a 10-day a, a trip altogether and, and catching several worship services uh, with the people there depending on where we end up going.
0: All right. Well, um, if, if I can just give some last instructions, I would ask you to do two things, church. Number one, Pray. Pray for for uh, the Church of God in Paraguay. Pray for for um, our brothers and sisters there. Um, also, pray for for um, our church as well, First Church, that that um, we would continue to to support and be and be a uh, uh, good partners in Paraguay and, and other parts of the world. We have mission partners in in Eastern Europe. We're in Malawi. We are uh, we're heart for Lebanon. We've. We're, so so it's not just Paraguay. Our church is, is really, um, uh, we have partners all around the world. So we, I would encourage you to pray for those partners, pray for those efforts that, that the Lord would bring a huge harvest as a result of our efforts. And then I would ask you to pray about how you can get involved yes. in Paraguay or any other of the mission fields that we are a part of. And whether that's uh, planning on, on participating in a trip, whether that's, sponsoring someone else who may want to go on a trip, a young person, someone who's maybe never been or or, or just praying or, or maybe committing to faith promise. All of those ways are ways that you can participate and be a part of what God is doing through First
1: Church around the world. I would add to that just sort of give people a sense of what we're looking at here. I would anticipate the cost of a trip like that for, for say, 10 days, including transportation, airline flights, Uh, food, lodging, the whole ball of wax, probably around $2,800. Don't hold me real tight to that number, but just to give you some idea about what that will run so people can begin to plan and prepare for that.
0: And again, uh, we will have more details as as we have them. Uh, Thank you, church. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon.